Hello and welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. I am the editor of Small Screen. My name is Edward Lauder and all the articles and stories I talk about tonight come all straight from Small Screen where you can find at small-screen.co.uk. If you could, before I start off this, uh, which will be a rather long um, stream tonight, uh, before starting off, if I could ask you to like and subscribe, that would be wonderful. That would really help me out. And if you could follow us also on social media at Small Screen Co., that would also be really, really cool. You can find that at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Small Screen Co., everywhere. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, why not? I'm at EJ Lauder. And again, all these articles, all these stories come from Small Screen, which you can find at small-screen.co.uk. And now that that's all out of the way, uh, let's get right into the news. And the very first bit of news I wanted to talk about was... Well, very much uh, Zack Snyder Justice League related. So, the the very the very first thing I wanted to talk about was what he said, what Zack Snyder said recently about the fact that Warner Brothers has no interest in making Justice League Two. So, this is this story is 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 kind of upsetting and disappointing for many reasons. It's because many of us would love to see a Justice League too, but also because of really what he says. So this is in an art, in a, an interview he did on a YouTube channel uh, called E Minute Men, which is a reference to uh, to Watchmen, of course, which is a, a movie that Zack Snyder directed. And he was very candid in in this interview with them. He said that they were talking about the possibility of a sequel. And he said, the reality is, as far as I know, there's no interest and or appetite to do more of these movies from Warner Brothers, with me anyway. But I didn't think making this, finishing this film correctly would ever happen. But I, I did do my best to, as far as the creation of the Justice League, those different personalities being brought together, that idea, that's what the movie is about. There is a suggestion, of course, in the film that there would be within any of these movies of a larger universe that's still out there. So uh, I wanted to break this down because he actually talks specifically about Warner Brothers. But the, the fact of the matter is this is no longer really a Warner Brothers film. This is actually really vital for HBO and HBO Max and also AT&T. So... This, it looks like, like early tracking is that this film is tracking very, very well. So it's already the second most, uh, like the, the recent uh, trailer, which I, I will talk about in a second, uh, has, uh, is already the, the second most uh, viewed trailer of uh, Warner Brothers trailer of all time. So it's above, uh, just, it's above uh, Godzilla versus Kong. And I, I think it's also above June. So there's a lot of interest in this, and uh, rightly so. It's a very, it's a very interesting movie to be. Well, I think I, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing it, and I know a lot of people are very interested in seeing it as well. A lot of people are also very interested in seeing Zack Snyder get to finish his kind of story. Originally, it was going to be, I think, five movies he was going to be making in the DCU. So that would have started with Man of Steel, then Batman vs Superman, then Justice League Part One, Part Two, and then a potential third film. Um, so p- potentially a third Justice League movie. So he's never really got to finish that. And there is a story arc there that I know he would love to to do. And uh, he's already been writing these stories. And uh, it looks like he might be releasing them if it doesn't happen in a mo- in like a, as a series or as a movie. It could happen as a comic book. Uh, that's what he was talking about a couple of, uh, couple of months back. So that's... I would like to see him get to do that. But I, I just think the way he's been treated by Warner Brothers has been really bad. Even if, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I'm not the biggest fan of the DCU. I, 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 do, I do like it. I think there's a, there's a lot of good stuff there. But I also think that they're, they're, they get things slightly wrong and uh, that might be down to Zack Snyder. But I think his films are visually very arresting. They're really good to to look at. Uh, there are some really fascinating themes there, quite big for a comic book movie. And, uh, and that's something that I really do enjoy. But then I think it does kind of go into, you know, that kind of, you know, the final third of all these films are a bit kind of smashy, bashy, explosion-y. That's a word. That's not a word, but never mind. And uh, that's that's just the problem these films have and it's the problem I have with them but I think Zack Snyder really was treated poorly and and I I think he he should be allowed to finish his story it's been so long now that he's been part of this and um and he also in in a subsequent interview revealed that he that basically Warner Brothers has really dropped the ball as far as distribution of this film's concerned and that's that's a big deal because it's it's one thing 
kind of not wanting the film to be released. But then if you release, you know, you agree to make this film, it's what, 70 million they, they agree to spend extra on this film to get this film made. And then you botch the release, which is basically what they're doing. So this was in an interview with Snyder Cut's BR, which is a Brazilian, um, they, they're a Brazilian YouTube channel. And uh, bear with me, this is a very long, long quote. A lot of it, all of it is out of my hands, sadly. I wish I was in charge of that as well. This is to do with distribution. Unfortunately, I'm not. So yeah, there's been not amazing work done with the distribution of the movie. I don't know why that is. Honestly, um, I honestly couldn't. I can't put my finger on it. And I don't want to seem like there's some sort of conspiracy out there. I don't think so. I really just think it was like, I, th I think part of the problem is no one saw the movie coming, right? And I think that's the normal, I think that the normal window, the normal way people in Hollywood distribute movies is they understand when the movie gets made and that it's going to um, have to be distributed. And that's not, that's uh, normally they have a two year window to figure all that out. The problem is this happened in six months and came to life and caught everyone off guard. Uh, and I also de um, also the demand caught everyone off guard. I do believe that when the movie was greenlit, the Snyder Cut version was greenlit, I don't know that there was a sense of urgency and or understanding, and and understanding, sorry, of the worldwide demands that they would be required of the distribution and the studio and everyone to satisfy. And the only way I the only way I think in some ways is to let our lo uh, your local carriers and Warner Brothers in general or HBO Max let let them know or understand that it's important to you guys because I think is um I think in their minds it's oh I don't know how many people want to see it I'm not certain of that but I think it's important to let it be known that it's a thing that's and there's interest in in the uh, sorry interest in the form of you guys the fans sorry it's a very very long quote but you know it really does seem as though he's just upset by the fact that this film has that warner brothers is just letting this film kind of trickle out and and kind of it you know everything is coming from hbo max really not warner brothers warner brothers is kind of you know going right that's that's out there now that's done uh let's let's move on to the next thing and that's really not the way it should be the way it should be is that they really should be promoting this film more than they are uh there is there there are rumors that there's a secret kind of a second a last last trailer coming out on march the first i believe that's the, the rumor at the moment and um i think that would be great uh if they if they do release this you know a final final trailer because trailer because it did say that this was going to be the final trailer but there are rumors that there might be another one. And I really hope there is because it needs it. Um, it needs, we need more people to know about this. And as it stands, not enough people, I don't think do. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not hating on DC, Kevin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, it's something that I do, I really do believe I think the distribution of this film is an issue. I think they haven't done it properly. Uh, for, take, take, for instance, where I am here in France. Uh, it's like we only have, uh, well, at the moment, all cinemas are closed and we don't have HBO Max here. And it's the same in the UK. So honestly, we don't know where this film's going to come. Like, in, in what in what form? Like, is it going to be coming to HBO, like to Canada Plus in, in France, possibly Sky in the UK? We still we still don't really know that that the and it's what March eighteenth is supposed to be coming out. So the, the what I'll say is that the um, yeah the distribution's been poor uh, because there's there's just been no information. That's the thing that the the amount that the, the amount of information that we've been given has been very U, U.S. focused and U.S. centric. And that's bad because if you look at most of the fans of this, well, a lot of them will be based in the United States, but there's a huge population in places like Brazil, you know, Europe that really want to see this film, China even, you know, and um, at the moment, it looks like we still don't know how we're going to get this film that maybe some places in the world might get it in cinemas, but then other places in the world won't um, because cinemas are closed due to lockdown restriction, you know, and um covid19 restrictions which is just a bummer but um it's just annoying and the fact that this is like the second most watched warner brothers trailer ever just makes it really brings it home it's like well <laughs> people are obviously watching this trailer and getting very excited about it so why is warner brothers why are they not doing more 
in order to get the word out. They're really not doing enough. And um, yeah, like it was revealed by what's on HBO Max on Twitter that the Snyder Cut has become the second most viewed trailer ever in its first 24 hours with 24.9 million across all official accounts on social media, beating the Batman at 22 million, June at 20.8 million. And it was only behind, sorry, Godzilla versus Kong, which is at 25.6. So what are you doing, Warner Brothers? I suppose I'll, I'll end that little rant there because there's a lot more stuff to get into. There's the fact that apparently, um, well, Zack Snyder revealed that the opening scene will involve Lex Luthor which uh, you could hear Lex Luthor actually in the trailer in the narration. So that's, of course, played by Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Zack Snyder also confirmed that that was Granny Goodness in the trailer. Um, people were joking that it would look like it was being played by Judy Dench, but I don't think so. I don't think Judy Dench is Granny Goodness, although that would have been fantastic casting. If you don't know who Granny Goodness is, she is uh, bad news, let's say. But, but don't let her kind of cuddly name fool you. She is not good uh, she is very much uh, tied to Darkseid and is the the one that kind of brings up his children and brings them up horribly, basically by torturing them for their entire lives until they can escape. And I believe that's that's the whole story of Miracle Man or Mister sorry Mister Miracle is that he did escape and uh, that's kind of his power is to escape things. And that's a really cool Mister Miracle. I think it was I can't remember who wrote that comic, but there was a recent one that came out. I'm, I'm blanking on the Tom King, I believe it was. Uh, but that's a brilliant, brilliant comic book. If you can find that, um, I would really, really highly, highly recommend it. It's a bit weird, it's, but it's very good. So Zack Snyder also revealed that uh, Ben Affleck's, uh, he'd like to see Ben Affleck's Batman fight Joe Magnello's Deathstroke. So this is something that actually was kind of teased by Joe Magnello that the Batman film that Ben Affleck was in the process of making was actually going to feature Deathstroke as its main villain, which meant we were going to get to see uh Deathstroke fight Batman so this was again in that interview that Snyder did with E-Minutesmen he said I love Joe he's great I really would love to see those two go at it that would be fun who knows we know that Ben's gonna be in the Flash movie which is nice to see him back as Batman it's trickling down it's nice so he really wants to see that happen and you know what I think I think we should see it as well I think that's that'd be a great great movie to watch um Joe Magnello versus Ben Affleck Batman versus Deathstroke Bring it on, I, I say. Uh, right, moving on. And um, moving on to some... This is kind of going to be the Joker section of, of the stream. So Jared Leto reportedly wants to keep Justice League's... Kind of keep his Justice League nightmare look as the Joker in a future project. So this was revealed by uh, by um, Daniel Rickman, who's one, a serial scooper. And I have to say, watching the trailer... So I think the, the very first thing is we got to talk about Jared Leto's Joker because Jared Leto's Joker is the most, for me, like I never really thought I'd be interested in seeing Jared Leto play Joker again. But after having seen those images that were t uh, the, the Zack Snyder photos that were in the Vanity Fair um, article recently, they're br they look brilliant. Like really, he, he looks so... I mean, the only word I can say is cool. Like if you compare him to... Uh, compare him in this movie to the way he looked I'll bring it up for you guys here like that, that just looks cool that looks really cool and you compare that look there to this look here and it's just night and day it's just so much better but I'm teasing a, a little article that's going to come out later but um yeah I, I think he looked great and then already in those black and white photos I really like the way he looked and then we saw him in in live action in the trailer and of course he says uh, we live in a society which got a lot of people very excited uh, for for reasons uh, no it's because that you know that's that's kind of a meme that's gone around and 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 uh, Jared Leto and uh, Zack Snyder both worked uh, they, they they worked their magic there and they put that in the trailer and, and it's going to be in the movie and people are very excited about it and that's another thing it, it really does seem as though they've been listening to the fans and uh, and now I really do think especially that you know that that last for me the bat the, the sorry the justice league trailer was good it was interesting again um I, i'm kind of trying to reserve judgment on it at the moment because i haven't seen it and and um i am excited for it as i said before but you know just wait until we see it to, to really judge it but having said that i did get goosebumps when the 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 jared leto joker scene at the end where you see him in the nightmare sequence he's wearing the swap vest he's got the gun and um you know, you see, we um, we live in a society, and it's just just a really cool 
I can't remember that the whole line he says, but he ends it with Batman and he says Batman in a, in a cool way. Let me just get, I want to, we live in a society Joker line. Let's see if I can get it up. Um, it's just, it's just one of those moments that's like spine tingling. And, and I, I really think it's, it's kind of yeah, it's a retweaking of the of the kind of we live, and then Jared Leto of course posted the trailer on Twitter with uh, captioning it with saying we live in a society. So it's definitely something they did deliberately. It's not one of those things that just kind of happens. It wasn't happenstance, uh, which I like as well. I, I and I and you know the internet is losing it basically because of that. But I'm my, I'm more interested in in what he's going to be doing in this film. So it looks like. Well, actually, no, Jared, sorry, Zack Snyder did actually reveal what's happening. It's going to be a scene between Batman and Joker, and basically it's going to be Joker talking to Batman about Batman, which I think is quite fascinating. It's almost like um, like the Joker's kind of psychoanalyzing the Batman, which I think is something he would definitely be doing. And it looks, this nightmare um, sequence is, is a premonition. Uh, is, is it a premonition? Is it a dream sequence? It's kind of a bit of everything, maybe. It's like a... Uh, probably a bit in the movie where it's a version of the future that they try to avoid uh, from happening and in that version of the future um joker is actually looks like he's actually having to help uh, batman and the, the the members of the justice league and actually in that trailer in in that shot you do see the cyborg is there with batman so cyborg will be in that kind of nightmare sequence as well so i really do believe that this upcoming movie i is four hours long it's going to be four hours long <laughs> am i am I'm, I'm excited for what something that's going to be two minutes probably the, the jared leto joker scene but it does mean i mean uh, now I'm, I'm moving on to the stuff that i really really wanted to talk about but before i get onto that i just wanted to say that jared leto just looks incredible uh, in this and this he's a fantastic actor and i've always known he is he had the potential in him to be a really good joker he was done a disservice by 2016 Suicide Squad but again a lot of that was probably down to him and the way he chose to play that character again there's a lot of that that's on left on the cutting room floor so we'll probably I mean unless they release the David Ayer cut which I hope they do um but I th I'm pretty sure they actually will the minute they see how well this does for HBO Max um that releasing these sorts of kind of uh, director versions of movies so director's cuts of movies um we'll get a, probably a more interesting version of, of Jared Leto's Joker in that film but I think moving forward I think it looks like we're going to be seeing more of Jared Leto's Joker in future projects because he loves playing the role and I think this film will make people fall in love with him I think I think he'll be really fascinating actually one thing I wanted the last thing I wanted to say about him his Joker in that trailer was that it looked a bit like a character from an anime uh, like a um, um, series, uh, like, and I, I really like that. I think that really suits. First of all, it suits Jared Leto, and it also suits the Joker. And uh, we saw it a bit in Batman Ninja, that sort of style. But I think I just I don't know. I got kind of like um, if you've watched Death Note, then you might know Light in that. And I got kind of light vibes. I can't remember his last name. I, I, it is Light, I think his name is. Um, and and I really got those sorts of vibes from that character from from that from Jared Leto's very mi micro perform performance in that in that um, Justice League trailer. But let me know what you thought about that in the comments below. Right now, uh, I've been teasing this enough. Now this is the exclusive that uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about. So we were told by sources reportedly close to Warner Brothers uh, that Jared Leto and Zack Snyder are developing a story for a potential Joker solo movie together. So we were you know full spoilers we were told that well full full spoilers for the exclusive we were told that it is at the moment looks like they want to make a movie but it could end up becoming a series and they could actually do it with hbo max it seems as though um it, it really does seem as though to me that Zack snyder's got good a good relationship with hbo max compared to warner brothers so and also these sorts of projects are things that um HBO Max might actually have to rely on moving forward because already uh, Walter Hamada did actually say that they're going to be releasing, I think it's two uh, DC Comics movies a year on HBO Max and this could be one of them. It could be a Joker solo movie. Uh, and it seems as though Jared Leto and Zack Snyder enjoyed working together so much, like they really loved it uh, on, on, on Justice League, that they want to work together again 
and develop that character together. So this is what the source told us. He said, um, what I can tell you is that Jared and Zach are working, are, sorry, working on developing a standalone Joker story together to be made into a future movie. Things are very, very early days at the moment, but they're very excited about the idea. Notice how many verys they put in that in that quote. Uh, and then I was just asking them if this is going to be a movie, which they did say, like, I wanted them to I wanted to push them a bit further and they said as it stands the idea is for a joker solo movie but it could very well end up being a tv series i've even heard rumors that they might release this story as a graphic novel that's something that both zach and jared are very interested in doing so all this to say is that there is it seems as though that in the very early stages of developing a story developing a joker story jared leto has been tied to a joker movie for for years now ever since he was even before i think suicide squad there was going to be a jared leto joker solo movie and a joker and harley quinn film now it looks like those two films are kind of been put to one side uh but it also looks like uh there might be more from from hopefully from um Jared Leto's Joker and Zack Snyder's Snyderverse. This could be part of the, this would be part of the Snyderverse, and I actually think this would suit Zack quite a lot more, if, especially if it's quite because Joker would be dark. It would be a dark movie, and I think this sort of film, um, focusing on a villain as well, would definitely be more interesting uh, as directed by Zack Snyder. So let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on. Uh, what are we going to be moving on to? <laughs> it's Mephisto. Oh dear. I've got Mephisto in the in the comments. What's going on? <laughs> Mephisto, you better appear in, in WandaVision. Yeah, you really do. Right. Uh let's move on and move on to um actually this does connect to our, our exclusive, but it was revealed by Geekosity that Jared Leto's Joker might face Ben Affleck's Batman in an HBO Max uh, adaptation of The Killing Joke. So this this wasn't what I was told, but it could very well be that. That could very well be the, um, the the project that they're working on together. Personally, I wouldn't want them to adapt The Killing Joke because I actually think that comic book... I mean, I love Alan Moore, but I think that comic book is actually quite overrated. Um, they did try to do an animated version. Well, they did an animated version of it with Kevin Conroy and, and uh, Mark Hamill as the Batman and the Joker, respectively, and it really wasn't good. Then again, they did add a lot of useless stuff, some very kind of questionable scenes between batman and batgirl which i think just i, I could not believe that <laughs> that stayed in the movie but you know these things happen i i i don't think i think they might look at the killing joke and think maybe we can use some of this but i hope that they go kind of a bit different with it and come up with an original story that's that's just my personal opinion but guys you can let me know there's a lot of there's a lot going on in uh I'm not ignoring Ke like all right. Ke we got Kevin Feige in in the comments, of course, of course we do, and he's being very annoying. <laughs> I am paying attention to the fans. I'm just trying to get through all the news because there's so much news that's going on at the moment. Uh, Amber Heard is reportedly already trying to secure her role in Aquaman three. Uh, this comes from uh, Daniel Rickman, and this is something that. I find rather amusing because um, it does, well, I don't find it amusing, but it does seem to me as though Amber Heard's days as Mira are pretty much numbered. Uh, I've been hearing rumors that her role is going to be always in the process of not being cut, but being very reduced in Aquaman 2. Um, it seems as though they really want to move away from her and that role and that character, so they're not going to be recasting. Uh, and it looks like if there is an Aquaman 3, um, it it might not feature Mira, but again, it's very, very early days, so don't quote me on that, please. Uh, it's just uh, <laughs> I'm not. I am tired, but I'm not grumpy. I'm not trying to be grumpy. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm not surprised to hear that. I think it's. Um, I think that's already kind of. I think uh, Warner Brothers wants to remove themselves a bit from Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, so both of them. Uh, so this might be the best way to do it, just not have her be in uh, <laughs> in that film. Right, uh, James Gunn is really looking forward to us seeing Harley Quinn. He revealed that on Twitter. 
Uh, so he's, of course, Margot Robbie's playing Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad, and James Gunn is very much looking forward to us for us to see it. So that means that it'll be good. He also said that he's looking forward for us to see Weasel, which is played by Sean Gunn, his brother. So I'm just really looking forward to this movie. I think it's going to be great. Um, are you looking forward to the Suicide Squad? This is a film that I really do think will be very good. Uh, I think I've got a lot of faith in um, in. Uh, I've got a lot of faith in uh, in sorry James Gunn. I've been talking so much about Zack Snyder, and again, it is late here. I have had a long day, uh, but I think this is probably going to be. I okay. I'm going to say it here. I think this is going to be the best comment, the best movie that's been in the DCU so far. Uh, there, I've said it. I think it's going to be the best one. I think it's going to be better than Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> definitely better than justice league the justice league uh so i think it's going to be the best one and um you can i mean you can quote me on that one you can definitely quote me on that one come back here when we've seen the movie and tell me uh, what you think right uh james gunn has also been forced to confirm that he's still alive after an obituary mix-up so deadline uh put out an obituary for a, a someone called james gunn it's actually james e gunn uh, who died at 97, and he's a science fiction writer. So James Gunn had to take Twitter to say, guys, I'm still alive, because apparently he got a lot of uh, tweets and people asking him, him if he's still alive, still okay. Sadly, we did lose James Egan. He was 97, so as we say in England, that's a pretty good innings. But um, no, James Gunn is still with us, thank God. Uh, Keanu Reeves has reportedly passed on the role of Craven the Hunter, which I'm very glad to hear, because uh, he would not be good for that role. Uh, I always thought that Eric Banner would be better. Uh, Eric Banner is, um, well, yeah, he'd be a much, much better um, uh, Craven the Hunter. But then I'm also not really that, I'm not really that interested in the Craven the Hunter solo movie, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it really needs to be made. Uh, so it looks like they haven't been able to get Keanu Reeves. Hopefully we'll be able to get Keanu Reeves in another Marvel property. Uh, right, uh, Avengers Endgame directors revealed that they're interested in making a Wolverine film, so they revealed that in an interview which I spoke about last week, so I won't go over that too much, I'm just going to say that happened. Uh, Captain Marvel 2 has cast Zoey Ashton as the villain, possibly uh, Scroll Queen, so that last bit comes from Geekosity, so Mikey Sutton over at Geekosity, uh, the news that uh, Zoe Ashton has been cast as the villain in Captain Marvel 2 was revealed by Deadline, I believe, one of the big trades. Um, so it, yeah, she's a really good actress, actually. Um, um, blanking on the things that she's been in, uh, but she she's a British actress and she's really really good. So I'm looking forward to that. It seems to say Captain Marvel two will feature the likes of Monica Rambeau, uh, Ms. Marvel, and uh, this 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 new character, possibly Scroll Queen. Uh, so I think Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambeau might have to work together. And of course, there's there's history between Monica and Captain um, Marvel, so that's going to be explored in that film as well. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Black Widow is still going to be coming out in cinemas, according to uh, Disney CEO Bob Chapek. Uh, but they will be looking at kind of how things are going, I suppose, because I believe it's coming out May seventh in cinemas i'm pretty sure they're going to be releasing it on both streaming and in cinemas i think they're going to have to uh, they just have to release it now because it's been delayed what over a year and uh, uh, you know they can't really delay it anymore and uh, it's something that i i think they've just got to release it now they've just got to release this film because it's been way too long and um <laughs> i want to see it i know a lot of you want to see it uh, i don't want to wait for it anymore and i know it's not good for cinemas but uh, you know there's a backlog now and that the fact that they haven't released it means that things you know things are getting pushed even further in the mc like within the mcu so they, they just need to get this film out uh doctor strange 2 apparently will bring in two fox marvel characters um sorry marvel movie characters into the movie so that this comes from giant freaking robot and they're claiming that um both professor x and reed richards will be in Doctor Strange 2 and they also said that Namor is going to be in it and uh, uh, Namor the Submariner and that's that's really interesting I mean that that I don't believe Namor was part of the Fox movies I think they always had I think Marvel Studios always had the rights to Namor but uh, Professor X and uh, Reed Richards definitely were Fantastic Four and uh, and the X-Men so I'm pretty sure that's going to happen I'm now also pretty sure that Reed Richards is coming to um, one division but that's speculation i don't know anything i haven't got any insider information on that yet i haven't i haven't uh right moving on um 
the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, movie villain has, sorry, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2, its main villain has reportedly been revealed. And this comes from the direct. And they're saying that it's going to be the spot, uh, which is, I think, really fascinating because I love the spot. Again, the spot is not really a villain, really. Uh, it's a scientist that develops a suit that has a lot of spots on it. And with the suit, the, the spot, sorry, they, he can uh, go to different, uh, well, I don't. I suppose it's it's not really multiverses. It's kind of can go for, put his hand in in a spot and then the hand comes out somewhere else. It's kind of that sort of thing. Uh, but I think it, he does traverse like different different Earths and different multiverses. So it might be interesting in that respect. That might have something to do directly with the Spider Verse. So it does make sense to have that villain. I suppose it is he is a villain in that movie. I'm really looking forward to that. Again, that's my favorite Spider Man film of all time. Um, I just forgot to talk about Doctor Strange 2 casting uh, the Watch Star. Uh, so his name is Adam. I've forgotten his name. Uh, if you've been watching The Watch, The Watch is a TV series that is, uh, I actually really think it's great. It's uh, a Terry Pratchett um, like story. It's Doctor Strange. I'm just having to try and find the actual article to remember the, the name of the actor. Um, Adam. Adam Hugill, well, he's the he he's the lead in 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 in, in the watch. So if you if you're watching the watch, then you'll know who I'm talking about. But Rintrath is like a kind of minotaur character, so they're gonna, it sounds like they're going really weird with this. It is called into the, the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, so it is going to be strange. Right, moving away from you know Marvel movie news and onto some odd Star Wars news. So actually. It's been revealed by Ryan Johnson himself. He literally confirmed it a couple of minutes ago that his Star Wars trilogy is still happening. So he did an interview um, pretty recently. Um, sorry, and uh, I can't remember the name of the person he was talking to. Uh, da -da -da. Sorry, Soraya Wilson. And they were talking apparently about what's going to happen with the Star Wars films because, of course, his, he was confirmed, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy said he was going to be making, writing and directing a Star Wars trilogy. And then we've heard nothing about it. We've heard Kathleen Kennedy talk about Patty Jenkins in Star Wars film, uh, so Rogue Squadron, uh, Taika Waititi Star Wars film, which is untitled. And uh, well, she didn't actually talk about Kevin Feige's, but we know that's happening. He's making a Star Wars film as well. And then uh, Soraya said that she said, I'm just going to post this now because I can see that I'm going to get a lot of requests. Yes, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is still on. No dates or timelines because he has other projects going on, but it's happening. So Ryan Johnson confirmed that it's happening. This is getting very confusing now. Like, how many movies are we getting? Uh, Ryan Johnson, I think he's doing Knives Out 2 at the moment. Uh, so he's got that going on. We're going to have to wait and see. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. I personally would love to see him you know, actually, first, I'd love to see a Star Wars trilogy that's been thought out as opposed to just here's a movie, do what you want with it uh, within the trilogy. Uh, so having Ryan Johnson uh, kind of map out a trilogy from start to begin, it's from beginning to end and then get to direct it himself, I think is a great idea. And um, I always thought so. Uh, I personally loved The Last Jedi. I know a lot of people didn't and that's fine. And I can I kind of understand where you're coming from, to be honest. Uh, but I really I really enjoyed what he was trying to do with that film and what he was trying to do with the Star Wars franchise. And I think, actually, someone like him is is needed uh, yeah, uh, in, in the Star Wars universe. And, uh, you know, they're, they're bringing in some really interesting uh, directors and writers and things like that to make some really fascinating stories within the Star Wars universe. So let's let's bring on his Star Wars trilogy, right? Moving on from that and on to Godzilla. Um, sorry, Godzilla versus Kong director. So that's Adam Wingard is directing. He's making a face-off sequel. So this was revealed by this was reported by Deadline. They originally reported that it was going to be a remake, and then they went back on that and said actually no, it's going to be a sequel. So does that mean that Nicolas Cage and uh, and John Travolta are coming back? More on that probably later on in the week. But um, yeah, the first film I love, it's a John Woo movie. I love John Woo films. And the first film was brilliant and mad and bonkers. And the fact that they're doing a sequel is just weird. Adam Wingard is an interesting director. So he made The Guest. He made, well, Godzilla vs. Kong, which looks brilliant, by the way. And he, but he also made Death Note. He made Your Next as well, which is really, really good. So he's, he's made some really good films and also some pretty bad ones. So I don't quite know where, where I stand on him, but I like the fact that they're doing this. I, I like the fact that they're making uh, a sequel. I think that's a, a, as sequels and remakes go, 
I think that's a really interesting one to do. So I'm I'm happy with Paramount for that one. I think they 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 chose a good director. I think it sounds like, and also this probably means that Godzilla vs Kong is great if they're choosing him. Right, more on uh, Paramount stuff. Star Wars Four is reportedly back on, and they're looking for a new director. And apparently, it's going to be coming. It's going to be uh, an exclusive, a streaming exclusive. So Paramount have got this streaming platform that's coming out. I don't know when. Maybe it's already out in the US. It's called Paramount Plus, I believe. And apparently they're going to be releasing the Star Trek 4 movie on that and not in cinemas. And it's going to be Chris Pine and his crew back, which is uh, what a lot of people wanted to see. I'm personally quite sad because I really wanted to see what Noah Hawley was going to do with it. But it looks like that's been put in the bin. Uh, but again, Noah Hawley's now doing the Alien um, the uh, the Alien TV show for Hulu, which I'm very, very happy about. So you know what? Star Trek 4 can go ahead. I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm Star Trek the Star Trek films. I thought the first one was good, Into Darkness was a bit meh. And then what was there there was Star Trek Beyond. I thought Star Trek Beyond was not good. Um so I kind of lost interest in the Star Trek films, I'm going to be honest, and I think a lot of other people did. And that's why they're finding this really hard. And one of the reasons why I was so looking forward to Noah Hawley's one was because it was going to be different. They were going to move away from the, you know, from Captain Kirk and all that lot and then do something different. And uh, I think they need to do that. But it looks like they're going to be going back to the old ways, which is fine. Uh, right, moving on. <laughs> Jack Black is, uh, is has agreed to, well, be the voice of Claptrap in Eli Roth's Borderland movie. So Borderland, sorry. So that film has a ridiculous cast. It's got... Um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, I believe, and Kate uh, Blanchett is in it as well. That's already a really good cast for a video game movie, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, although I don't think Eli Roth, I don't have much faith in him. Uh, I think he's a bit, he, he's a bit suspect, I think, as a director, but who knows, maybe he might, I quite like The House with the Clock in Its Walls. I think that was the last film he did with Kate Blanchett and, uh, and Jack Black. I thought that was a good kids movie, actually. Right, uh, final bit of movie news and that says Halloween Kills uh, might go straight to streaming and this was said by John Carpenter so this film was actually supposed to come out last year it's uh, um, what's this? David Gordon Green is directing it and it was written with uh, I wish I could remember these names off. I'm trying to do most of this off the top of my head because I did write most of these articles but sometimes I forget names and uh, that's just something that happens to me in life Right, what, who, who is the, the guy that wrote it? He's the comedy actor. Uh, Danny McBride, there we go. He, they wrote the first, well, the, the kind of Halloween sequel that kind of forgot all the movies after Halloween, the first one which John Carpenter made, and it was a direct sequel to that. And I thought that was really good. That came out back in 2018. And now they're making Halloween Kills. And Halloween Kills was supposed to come out uh, last year, last October. It's now coming out in 2021. So October 15th it's coming out. And John Carpenter basically said that theaters are dead and at the moment it's a tragedy but it's true we have to face it the studio did contact david and i and they said um they said they had to put this off for a year and hope things get better so we're still hoping it'll get better but it looks like it's going to be coming to streaming uh, as opposed to being released in cinemas which is a shame I, I think that sort of film really does benefit from being seen in theaters by as many people as possible right uh, <laughs> uh th- oh Kevin Feige is casting me as Gambit. Oh, that's great. Thank you very much. Um, right, next bit of news. Uh, we're moving on to the TV stuff. And it's being reported that WandaVision's last three episodes will be one hour each. So this comes after Kevin Feige revealed that the show as a whole is going to be six hours long. And at the moment, we've only seen three hours of that. And we've only got three hour, three episodes left. So naturally, that makes you think, well, if they're going to be splitting this out, they're going to be splitting it out evenly, hopefully that the last three episodes will be three hours long. But there is that story that they're going to, there's going to be a secret 10th episode, which means that they could, technically, the next episodes could still be half an hour long, and then the last two will be a bit longer. I think either the last one will be longer, or or they'll all be one hour, one hour long each. At the moment, it's being reported that they will be one hour long each episode. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, WandaVision episode six, if you watched it, referenced Aaron Taylor-Johnson and Evan Peters' movie that they're in together called Kick-Ass. That was a great moment. Uh, and um, now there's... Okay, this bit uh, I wanted to spend a bit of time on because I think it's a fascinating theory. I love f- fan theories, and I think this one this one really got me going because uh, I'm pretty sure it's right um, but if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we reported that Ultron was going to be in WandaVision. It was a, people told me it was a bit of a spoiler, which, you know what, 
you know, that's fine. But again, me writing spoiler is going to turn up in WandaVision is not really much of an article. So I, I went with it and I said, no, James Spade is t- returning as Ultron. And then this kind of, this I'm not saying this spawns this theory, but this theory then came out there that, um, that actually director Hayward uh, is Ultron in disguise. And I think that's a fantastic theory. So it came from Jay or Jay's Patrol on Twitter. And they said, in the Avengers Assemble show, Ultron took on a human form as a government official to take out the Avengers. So Hayward could be Ultron in disguise. And that's why he wanted Visions' corpse. And that makes so much sense. Um, It's also, it would explain why Hayward is doing what he's doing, why he's so adamant on basically killing Wanda. Um, you know, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to bargain with her. He doesn't want to work with her. And he also hates superheroes. So there's a lot there that I think could that really could be the case. And also that's probably one reason why Hayward was so desperate to get as far away from uh, Westview as possible when they found out that she was expanding Uh, the perimeter because the minute he ends up in that perimeter his true form will be revealed Uh, you know all the the magic will get rid of the disguise and then we'll see that it's actually Ultron I think that would be wonderful if that happened I think I also think if that were to happen and then basically we find out that Wanda is doing this all herself I think that would satisfy me I, I know that, I mean, I'm going to talk about this. Uh, Kevin Smith, for instance, said that he, he thinks that the, the the villain of this show is Mephisto. That's fine. I, I would love that to be the case. But if that's not the case, I'd be very happy with Ultron returning. And uh, it, it voiced by James Spader, I think that'd be really great. I mean, that's what we were told is happening. But I like this I like this theory. I, I like the. I like. I love reading all these fan theories. I, I've been trying to come up with some of them myself, talking to people that have watched watched the show as well, and theorizing over what could happen. And that's been really great, actually, about this show. This show has been really, really good at getting Marvel fans talking again. Because you know, this is the first bit of Marvel content we've had for a year now. Uh, but it's also been, I think, in my in my mind, the best. Uh, really some of the best Marvel content we've ever had because it really makes you think and it, it keeps you guessing and it's also that they're working in themes and they're doing something really unique with this show and and I think bringing back Ultron in this way would also be a, a nice way to harken back to what happened in, in some of the animated TV shows and potentially some of the comics I, I'm going to be honest I don't know about that sort of that sort of stuff but when it comes to Marvel comics my knowledge is relatively limited. I'm more of a. I'm, I am a DC Comics guy. I, I'm very much into DC Comics, and with Marvel stuff, I tend to stick to Spider Man. But um, you know, there. Who knows? I, I honestly hope it's. I hope it's the case because I think Director Hayward is already quite an interesting character. It's like he at the moment he is coming kind of coming off as like that kind of procedural drama kind of uh, like cop show guy in charge and i think it'd be fascinating if they give that character just a bit more a bit more depth and this really would do that and um that it would kind of explain why he is the way he is incidentally i've also heard another rumor that says that actually there are two tv shows going on that they have the wandavision show that's you know with wanda and she's actually also a kind of getting a procedural crime drama thing going on the side which is what we're seeing outside of the of um of the perimeter that Wanda's created for herself. I think that's quite an interesting theory. Personally, I don't think that's happening, but I think that's interesting. And I, and I, you know, if that's the way they go, I'd be very happy with that as well. But let me know what you guys think about all this in the comments. Right, moving on. Next bit of next bit of uh, TV news, and that's that. Um, uh, Wonder Vision star, so Paul Bettany, actually revealed that certain fan theories, talking of fan theories, are very accurate. Uh, so that makes me think that this uh, Ultron one probably is right. Uh, but no, it's, there have been so many out there, and of course some of them will, will hit on something that's that's uh, that's correct. But I like the fact that they're obviously reading these uh, these fan theories and loving it, and it's something that I'm really really excited about. And I just really want to get to the end of this um, of this show because I think it's fantastic. Right, moving away uh, from WandaVision and onto Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it's been revealed that it's been given an R rating in uh, in the Netherlands, which has made people think, well, will that 
mean that it will be then brought to Star in Europe and then Hulu in the US? What's going to happen with it? If it's R-rated, may, does it mean that we'll get a different cut in different parts of the world? One that's kind of more gritty with more swear words and stuff like that. And Because I'm surprised that a place like the Netherlands would give this an R-rating. Because, you know, they're, they're not... Uh, I've been to Holland and it's, you know, it's not a place that you'd think they'd be that bothered about kind of swear words in their movies. So... Maybe I'm generalizing. Maybe that is a generalization, but it's just something that um, kind of seems a bit strange to me. But let me know what you guys think about that. Pedro Pascal reportedly tried to get Gina Carano to change her ways before she was fired. So this is coming from Daniel Rickman again. Um, apparently, he was really he was trying really hard to trying to get her to stop posting on social media, uh, but she was fired. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty upset about her being fired to be honest, because I don't think um, I don't really think she should have been. But, you know, uh, I did mention this in the, the last episode I did. It's kind of, it is her own fault, unfortunately, especially if she was told by people to stop doing this, then it's kind of her own fault, unfortunately. And um, this goes back to people wanting, apparently, Lucy Lawless to replace Juna Carano as Cara June. Uh, Lucy Lawless, of course, played Xena the Princess Warrior. I think that'd be a great recasting, but I don't think they're going to recast it's just one of those things. I think they're going to keep it the way it is. I think they're just going to have her not turn up and just maybe name drop her now every now and again, but not have her be recast. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I don't think anyone would want her to be. I know people are talking about Lana Pirelli being playing Cara June and really liking that idea. People really love the idea of Lucy Lawless playing her, but no, I think they're just going to keep it the way it is. Uh, Ray Park teased a return as Darth Maul in the future Star Wars project. So. Ray Park was, uh, he posted a, a, po- a picture of his, um, of uh, Darth Maul's horns. You know, he looked like he was being, he was in a, in a, um, what are they called? A hair and makeup truck, uh, I believe they're called. Now, if he's returning, so I'm a bit perplexed by this because it seemed as though Lucasfilm had kind of t- severed ties with Ray Park after the whole uh, kind of revenge porn thing that happened, which was a bit weird. Uh, but it looks like they might might be looking to bring him back because, of course, really, Ray Park is the only person that can play Darth Maul in the flesh. Um, and if they want to bring him back, which apparently the, they wanted to bring the character back for potentially the Kenobi series and also, you know, other stuff, maybe the Lando series as well, um, that they need him back, really, because he's, he's the embodiment of of that character. They could do a CGI version of the character, but I think that'd be really bad. So we're just going to have to wait and see. He's been teasing it. So maybe maybe he's just trying to get fans to, you know, get that going. Uh, it did and it didn't. It got a couple of, I think it got over 40,000 40, likes, which is fine. But, you know, people, I think people do want to see him back. Uh, I definitely want to see him back as as as, uh, as Darth Maul. But... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Lucasfilm is doing, really. I can't, I can't, I can't comment on that. But let me know what you think about that in the comments below. Right, J.J. Abrams is still developing a Shining spin-off series for HBO Max. So that was uh, revealed uh, by uh, I think that was um, what's on HBO Max, <clears throat> and they they said that the the show is still happening, even though we had Doctor Sleep, which was a sequel to The Shining. But the the Shining spin-off series is more going to be just set in the same universe, but not be a direct sequel. Uh, so they're still doing that for HBO Max. A Grindelwald series is reportedly in the works for HBO Max, and this will be starring Mads Mikkelsen. So that comes from We Got This Covered. <clears throat> so maybe take that with a pinch of salt. Uh, Static Shock is now available to stream on HBO Max, the uh, animated show. I love that show, so I'm really upset that we don't have HBO Max over here, but that was uh, revealed by what's on HBO Max again. Um, The CW has cancelled the Wonder Girl uh, series even before it started shooting, so that's not good. Uh, It looks, again, I've said this before, it looks like the Arrowverse, the kind of all the CW, DC comic stuff is going to be leaving the CW, is going to be coming to HBO Max pretty soon. I think they're kind of winding down on that. And, um, you know, it's been a good run. uh, That's all I can say. And, And this Wonder Girl series was actually based on a comic that hasn't even come out yet. So I'm not surprised they decided to can it before even doing the pilot. 
just one of those things. Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are starring in and creating a Mr. and Mrs. Smith series for Amazon. Now, this I want to see. Uh, of course, the two of them were in Solo Star Wars Story together, and they were brilliant in that. I really liked them in that. And they're both very good creators. They've made brilliant shows. Atlanta, Donald Glover made. And, um, of course, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is just... Um, <laughs> she's fantastic, isn't she? She's, what, she's the creator of uh, Fleabag, she was also the writer and creator, well, creator of the first season of uh, Killing Eve, and then she's doing all that did a lot of a lot of rewrites on uh, on um, No Time to Die. So she's obviously a very talented writer and a really good actor as well. If you watch Fleabag, she's great in that. If you watch Solo: A Star Wars Story as well, she's great as the uh, as the robot in that. Uh, but it looks like they're going to be doing a take on uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which uh, you know what that I want to see because they're not quite. I mean, they're both they're both very good looking people, but um, you know, they're not Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, are they? Although, I mean, I, I think I think they're more interesting, though. That's that's what I was thinking. I think they they'd be more interesting as a couple uh, in that sort of. The movie was uh, directed by Doug Liman. I love the film. I think the film is brilliant. But um, seeing them, it'll bring another kind of twist to it, and I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Maybe more comedic elements as well, if if both because both of them are fantastic comedians as well. So and and very good comedic writers as well. So maybe that hopefully that's uh, that's going to be the case. Uh, Tim Burton's The Adam Adams Family TV series has been uh, bought. Well, yeah, bought by Netflix. So Netflix owns the uh, the worldwide distribution rights to the show. And this is after a serious, serious bidding war for the show. So Tim Burton is writing it now. Apparently, it's going to be eight episodes long. Each episode is going to be one hour long, and it's going to be called Wednesday, and it's going to be from Wednesday's point of view. Apparently, they're looking for a Latina or Hispa well, Hispanic actress between the ages of 18 and 20 to play Wednesday. And uh, it's also said that um, Morticia and Gomez Adams will still be involved in the series and they're casting it as we speak. Of course, we were, said, we were told that uh, Johnny Depp is, is uh, in talks to play Gomez Adams, which I think that would be perfect. And a final bit of news, this is really annoying, but Truth Seekers Season 2 isn't happening because Amazon has cancelled the show. And Nick Frost, uh, basically this was the Nick Frost and Simon Pegg TV show that was brilliant uh, about ghost hunters. It was really good. Ended on a cliffhanger the first season. I was desperate to see season two, but no, it looks like Amazon has cancelled that, which is a big bummer. And uh, with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much, guys, for watching. Um, I'll see you guys tomorrow in a, which will, it will be a shorter stream. This is a very long stream. And of course I had to go over stuff relatively quickly. Uh, but if you could uh, follow us on social media, that'd be great. Uh, that's at uh, Small Screen Co. I also release this as a podcast and you can find that everywhere. Uh, you get your podcast at Small Screen Stories. And if you're listening on Apple Podcast, a five-star rating would be brilliant. Uh, you can follow me at EJ Lauder. You can go to the site at www.small-screen.co.uk. Uh, what else can you do? You can uh, like and subscribe. That's the last thing I, I forgot. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you very much for watching. Have a great evening or morning wherever you are. Cheers and goodbye.